Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Centering Yourself at Home, a podcast brought to you by the lead teachers at the Boston University Children's Center. This is Annalisa and Janine, and today we're going to be talking about toilet training, including signs of readiness, how you can get started, and then some tips and tricks for continued success. Right, exactly as Annalisa said. So the first part that we wanted to talk about were some signs that your child might be ready to toilet train. And these signs can come at all different points in your young child's life. And the time that children potty train can vary a lot. So these are just general things that you wanna look for to see that your child might be ready to start toilet training. So they are showing interest in using the toilet. They are showing you that they can stay dry for two hours or longer when they're in diapers. Your child should be showing you that they're able to pull up and down their pants by themselves which also may mean that you need to adjust the clothes that they're wearing because pants that have snaps and buttons will be a little bit harder for them to pull up and down. Mm-hmm. Your child may also be verbalizing when they need to go, when they need to go pee or poop, or also if they've done either of those things in their diapers. So they're showing you that they're aware of those things and aware of that feeling in their body. Your child also might be showing you that they are able to independently or with minimal assistance get up and down off the toilet. So often people will have stools at their homes so that their children can access the taller toilets. And as I mentioned, every child will toilet train at their own speed in their own way. And the range of when children toilet train is huge. So do not start to feel worried if you're not seeing these signs of readiness until you feel that your child's a little bit older than their sibling was or anything. Because again, everyone does it at their own pace at different times. Right. It's impossible to compare two children's different toilet training journeys because every child is going to do it differently. So those are the things that you might look for in your child when your child is ready to toilet train. But it's important to remember that both you and your child have important roles to play in the process. Um, So some of the things that might show you and the rest of your family, including any other caretakers or primary caregivers that may be living with you or that may help take care of your child. So this might be grandparents, nannies as well. Um, But you want to make sure that you have the time, first of all. So toilet training really will not be successful if you can't commit to it. And so you want to make sure that you have at least several days where you'll have a steady routine where you can be at home with your child as much as possible in order to toilet train. It's really important to be able to be close to a toilet throughout this time so that you can really make sure your child gets there quickly when it's necessary. Um, Another important thing to remember is that you can teach your child the words your family uses around toileting. So whatever is the standard vocabulary in your household that your family might use around going to the bathroom, you want to make sure that your child is able to use those words as well and that everyone in your family is using them consistently. And not only the people who are living with you, but you can supply these words to your child's other caregivers. So even us as your children's teachers. Um, and in terms of this vocabulary, it's important to show respect for children's bodies and for um, the process of toilet training by using legitimate and scientific language. So we know that as teachers, we do use the words penis and vagina regularly because those are the neutral language, the neutral names for the body parts. So you might use those words at home um, 
and other similar language that will really help your child to feel comfortable with this natural process. It's also important to be aware of the possible challenges and setbacks and to have realistic expectations about how toilet training will go with your child. It's not always going to be steady success um, and you should be prepared to support your child through both successes and potential learning experiences. So it's important to be positive when your child is doing things successfully, but it's also important to be matter of fact when you're stating it about what they're doing and how they're doing it without being too excited. But it's also important not to be too negative when things go wrong. You can say something that doesn't necessarily imply guilt or shame or fault, but still acknowledges that next time we might do it differently. All right, so as Annalisa said, if you're noticing that your child is showing toilet training readiness and you are also feeling ready to tackle this big job, it is important to think about when you're choosing to toilet train your child. And there are sometimes that we suggest that you don't toilet train your child, even if they're really showing readiness. Some of those things are while you're traveling. So if you have a big trip coming up within the next couple of weeks and you're feeling like you want to toilet train your child before, we do not suggest that you do that just because traveling can be stressful and it will make it challenging to be able to get your child to the toilet in the way that they'll need to get there when they're first starting to toilet train. Another time too that we suggest that you wait is around the birth of a sibling. Oftentimes, parents are feeling like they're wanting to toilet train their child before this new baby comes. You know, we've heard before, oh, I want to get, you know, Bobby out of diapers before this new baby comes and we have more diapers. But that's also a big change for your child and something that can be really stressful. So we do not suggest that you choose to toilet train right before a new child comes, a new sibling. Another time too is while your child is transitioning from a crib to a bed. That is also another significant transition in their life and also other large transitions like moving or having family to come stay for a while, anything that's really gonna impact their day-to-day life because it's just really important for things to be in a really steady place for them, for them to be able to have success with toilet training. So it's important just to wait until those things have happened before you move forward with toilet training so that your child is feeling really settled before ramping up with this really big change of moving into using the toilet. Right. Like we said, toilet training isn't one straight line of success that sometimes there will be setbacks and sometimes things will happen in life that throw off your child's progress. And that's okay. It's another chance, kind of like if these things happen, you start over and revisit it later. If something goes wrong, just try again. Right. Exactly. Now that Janine and I have covered all of the signs of readiness that you might see in both yourself and your child, we'll talk a little bit about the things, the material things that you might need before you start toilet training. So of course, most importantly, perhaps you will need underwear and diapers. Of course, you'll already have diapers from your child, but as they start toilet training, they'll likely need to continue to wear those diapers for sleep and for travel. So make sure that you keep some of those diapers on hand, even after you've purchased the underwear. And when you do go to purchase your child's underwear, your child might 
be and probably will be more motivated to keep them dry, to wear them, to get excited about the process if they're able to help pick out those underwear at the store. So when you go shopping, bring your child with you, help them to really see what all the choices are, help them to find something that they might feel happy about and excited and proud of. So now that your child has a pair of underwear that they're excited about or excited to wear, there will be times where they still have to wear a diaper. When those times do occur, we suggest that you continue to use diapers rather than switching to pull-ups. Having your child wear pull-ups while they're toilet training can be really confusing for them because they feel physically, they feel very similar to regular diapers. So while the children are making that transition from diaper to underwear, it makes it pretty confusing about where they should be peeing and pooping since the pull-ups feel so similar to the diapers. So we again, we suggest really sticking with regular diapers rather than transitioning with pull-ups. And another approach that you might take that some families choose is to do uh, pants off or pantsless training at home during the stage. So earlier I mentioned perhaps carving out a few days where you're at home as much as you can be, if not all of the time with your child to really support them through toilet training. So some families do this and while they're at home with their child, their child just does not wear any pants or underwear so that they can really focus on gaining physical awareness of their bodily functions, of really feeling what it feels like when they do have an accident or when they do make it to the toilet rather than going down their leg. Um, So there are a couple of different approaches that you could take when making this transition from diapers to underwear, but you want to make sure that you have a steady supply of both on hand throughout the whole process. Yes, that absolutely makes sense. And the pantsless concept, I think some families feel a little concerned about because they feel as though their children may end up peeing all over their house. But in most instances, it actually ends up being a really successful way to get your child used to always going to the toilet and making it to the toilet. Mm-hmm. So another thing that we suggest that your family purchases is a stool, which I mentioned earlier. Since your child will be using a regular size toilet most of the time throughout their life, we actually suggest that they start using the regular toilet from the beginning just like they do at the center, which at the center, the toilets are a little bit lower, so it's a little bit easier for them to get onto, but we actually still use stools at the center too. So we don't suggest that you purchase a potty seat um, or an insert for the toilet, just because if they use the regular toilet from the start, then they'll be getting used to that right from the beginning. So the stool, of course, will help get up and down off the toilet safely and independently. In the beginning, when they first start using the toilet, you might also need to be talking with your child about where they can put their hands so that they can safely balance on the toilet and not fall in. And especially if children are toilet training at a really young age, they can obviously physically just be very small. So it is like a big hole for a small body. So they might just need a little help um, with figuring that out and making sure that they know how to safely sit. Annalisa mentioned this a little bit too, but it is important to just go into this with a really positive attitude. If you're excited about it, they'll be excited about it. But as she mentioned, it is important to to just be really matter of fact when accidents do happen and to just be realistic and know that accidents will happen and to just state when they do. And it's important to just really remain calm in those moments and know that that's part of the learning process. And the last thing to keep in mind is consistency between caregivers. So it's just really important that all the caregivers that are with your child during these early stages of toilet training are really following the same routine and also using the same words for both body parts and bathroom acts. So that if you're using one word and then your child's 
grandma is with them two days later, she knows what to reference to be able to get them to the toilet successfully. And then also just make sure to let your child teacher. Yeah, this kind of consistency can really help your children to feel comfortable with the entire process across context. So even if you are visiting someone that they might continue to feel comfortable talking to you about it and engaging in toileting while they're there. Exactly. So an important place where your child will be toilet training, of course, is with us at the center. So at the center, we will, of course, be there to support you and your family and your children through the process of toilet training. So it's really important that you let your child's teacher know when you're thinking about starting toilet training. And of course, on the flip side, your child's teacher will be sure to communicate with you if they notice that your child is starting to show readiness. So we mentioned in the very beginning all of those signs that you might look for at home to see if your child is ready. Your child's teacher will also be looking for those signs at school in the time that we spend with your children. So if you include your child's teacher in on this conversation they can help you decide whether it's a good time to start toilet training or whether you have the necessary things that you might need or whether your child is really ready to take this on with you so when you do then start the toilet training process after you've consulted your child's teacher the center is going to need several things to help us support you through this process so of course as you should have a good supply of underwear at home we will need several extra changes of clothing including an extra pair of shoes for those days where accidents happen because we know that they do. Um, and so we want to be prepared so that your child has some comfortable and clean clothing to change into afterward. Um, and of course, the extra pair of shoes because sometimes it happens. Um, we'll also need information from you about how often your child is being sent to the toilet at home and how that's going so that we can maintain as much consistency as possible, not just with the language as we've been talking about, but also with the actual timing of the routine. Um, and so morning check-ins are a great time to do this. And usually at morning check-ins, it's a good time to mention whether they've used the toilet recently and whether they've had su success recently. Another thing that we'll need from you at the center, of course, is diapers for your child to wear during nap. So uh, um, they'll be using diapers, like we said, during sleeping times, travel times, nap times. So we'll need those for nap time. And then, of course, like we've mentioned, we would love to be on the same page, help your child as best we can by sharing the same language that you use at home. We can share our resources and information on our language and why we use it at the center. Um, but we want to make sure that we're communicating with each other, families and teachers to support the children as best we can. The last thing Annalise and I want to share with you are just some general tips and tricks for toilet training once you've decided that you're ready to start. So our first suggestion is that while your child is still in a diaper, to actually change them standing up in the bathroom. So that way they can start to practice the skill of pulling up and down their pants with your assistance. And then they can also start to become accustomed to all the toileting stuff happening in the bathroom instead of at a changing table which if you'd like some advice on how to change diapers standing up, all of the teachers at the center are really well adjusted to that since that's how we change diapers. So we can definitely give you some advice on how to do that. Another suggestion that we have is introducing the toilet, all the different parts of the toilet, and also all the different parts of the process to your child. If you feel comfortable with it, we encourage you to allow your child to be present when you're using the toilet or an older sibling just so that they kind of get used to seeing that process and become more comfortable with the routine around everything. 
We also suggest that you dress your child in clothes that are easy for them to pull up and down independently, which I mentioned earlier. So think about sweatpants, leggings, things without buttons and without snaps. Definitely also establish a routine. So we suggest using a timer. We use timers at the center, sand timers or everyone's phone also has a timer that you could use. So we suggest a timer and then sending your child to sit on the toilet at regular intervals. Often we'll suggest that families will send their child every 30 to 45 minutes to start and then kind of adjust that timing based on your child's rhythm and take their lead with how often they need to go. Some children might need to go every 20 minutes. Some children, it might be closer to an hour. So just notice when they're seeming like they need to go or take their lead if they're having accidents because of course that's showing that they need to go more often. And then the last thing is definitely just make sure not to force your child to sit on the toilet if they don't want to. In the beginning, they might only sit for a second or two until they get used to it and that's okay. And if they're really pushing back on sitting on the toilet, then maybe it's something that they were not quite ready for. And you should think about if they were truly ready to toilet train yet or not. Right. And so if your child does seem like they're ready to sit on the toilet and they're not pushing back too hard, um, but perhaps they're not sitting for too long and they've been sitting for just a second or two every single time for a while, you might need to just make going to the toilet more fun for your child. And so sometimes that might mean that you stay in the bathroom with them to chat for a little bit while they just sit, or maybe you might have a book that you read with them while they're on the toilet. Um, just to get them more accustomed to spending that time in the bathroom and feel, feeling comfortable doing it with a trusted adult around. Um, we definitely recommend, though, not spending too much time in the bathroom. I've definitely worked with a family before who spent so much time playing games on the toilet at home trying to get their child comfortable with toilet training that then when he joined us his first day in the classroom, he didn't want to leave the bathroom. So just make sure that if you're making it fun for your child, establish some sort of routine around it. Like we'll read one book and then it'll be time to wash our hands um, just to keep a limit on that. Another thing that sometimes children do get really excited about in the bathroom is actually getting toilet paper and being able to flush. But we certainly suggest that you let your child know they'll be able to do those things only after they've done something in the toilet, after they've put something in the toilet, then they'll be able to get toilet paper because that's when it's logically necessary for them to actually use the toilet paper, put it in the toilet and flush. And so this can sometimes help motivate them to actually put things into the toilet so that they can enact that very adult seeming process to them. Of course, in the times when you don't make it to the bathroom or your child does have an accident, as we've mentioned before, it's important to state matter of factly, be reassuring, be neutral, um, maintain positivity and don't imply shame or guilt. So I touched a little bit on the kind of language that you might use, but here's a longer script that you might use in response to your child's accident. So you could say something like, you didn't make it to the toilet in time, so your pee came out into your pants. Sometimes accidents happen, but now that you don't wear diapers anymore, your pee needs to go into the toilet. You can tell me when you feel pee coming and I can help you get to the toilet more quickly. We'll try again next time. And so that really keeps it neutral. It doesn't imply any fault on the part of the child. Um, and then you can make a note to send your child more frequently to remind your child more frequently your child you can remind your child that oh you had an accident now we can listen to your body and next time we'll go quicker so certainly the language that you use around this is important some families certainly ask about using rewards for their child during toilet training such as sticker charts or food rewards 
Um, and recent research suggests that it's actually more beneficial to just be matter of fact about toilet training, not make a huge deal out of successes and also not make a huge deal out of those challenging moments. So not using a reward system really encourages children to become internally motivated to toilet train to successfully use the toilet rather than externally motivated by the potentiality of getting a treat or a sticker or candy or whatever it might be. Uh, because using the toilet is something they're going to have to do for the rest of their lives. So we want them to really gain an early positive experience with it before they move on. So part of this process is that children begin looking for a lot of control when they're toilet training because it's a huge transition for them. It's a big learning experience that we all go through. And so it's important for you to provide your child with as many choices as they move through this process so that they can really feel like they have the most control possible. Um, some of the things that you can give your child choices around include it's as simple as what toilet they might use in the house and making this choice helps them to really feel ownership over the fact that I chose this toilet, I'm gonna go in this toilet. And they might feel really excited about that. Another choice could be what book they look at while sitting on the toilet. And again, limiting it to maybe one, two, if it's short books to keep the time shorter than longer. Um, but making this choice can really be enticing for the whole process. And then again, like we mentioned before, the underwear that they get to wear so that they can really feel excited about putting it on and keeping it dry. So these are some things that might help your child to feel more comfortable and more enthusiastic about the whole process and hopefully some tips that will help you to feel like you're doing so successfully and feeling like you're working together with your child rather than against your child. And as always, if you ever have any concerns about your child's toilet training, we really encourage you to reach out to your pediatrician um, as they have more of that information. Definitely. Yes, at any point during your young child's life, if you have questions about toilet training or anything else, we always encourage you to ask your pediatrician. The last thing we wanted to mention were just some great websites that you can check out when you're ready to toilet train your child just to get a little bit more information about the process. Those are 0to3.org, the Mayo Clinic, and kidshealth.org. Yeah, those resources have some great information about what to look for, how to approach toilet training, and what other information you might want to seek out from the professionals like pediatricians. So we hope that this podcast episode has been helpful for you in perhaps giving you some insight or helping you feel a little bit more prepared for taking on toilet training. As always, please feel free to reach out to any of the teachers at the center if you need any help or if you need any support or if you have any questions about things like this. We're always here to support you with whatever you might need. And of course, we're here for your children too. Thank you guys for listening and we'll hope to see you again soon.